There's so much to talk about. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Becca. Are you ready to scrub in? I am always ready to scrub in. You're ready to scrub in because you went to sleep at 7.30 p.m. last (laughs) night. (laughs) Totally went to bed at 7.30 p.m. It was the craziest thing ever. Why? How? I I honestly have no idea. I didn't set my alarm to wake up this morning and somehow woke up and made it to work on time. Wow. Yeah. So you just fell asleep. You weren't even trying. I was watching. I actually restarted Grey's Anatomy from season one, episode one. Okay, this is, I was going to bring this up. No, because I really wanted, I just wanted like a a happy feeling last night. Well, like I just needed a happy feeling. And I just know that that specific episode makes me so happy. The first one ever? The first one ever. The pilot. Here's what I want to know, But it made me fall asleep, and then I was gone at 7.30. I looked at my phone. I had, like, 30 text messages. I was like, wow. Wouldn't it be so sad if you went to bed at 7.30 and woke up with no text messages? (laughs) Like, that's happened to me before. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably standard for me. Um, No, how many times have you restarted Grace? And how many times have you restarted Grace? And then how far do you get before you restart? Because respect. this happens a lot, though. I enjoy the beginning season so much that I just like to, I get to season six and then I kind of go back. I've done no, it with Walking Dead three times. I, yeah. yeah, but you did it with, um, you You sent me a picture of like Henry the other day. So that was yeah, season Yeah, I was in like five. Eight? No. No, no. See, Who's Henry? Scott Foley. Yeah. That's like season eight or nine. Oh, I usually get about there and then I go back. Okay, so you don't go to season five. You go pretty far in. I guess so. <laughs> they all I kind of blend together. All start younger again, too. I never finished oh. it. I never, like, could really invest myself in it. That doesn't make sense. It's just like the story of my life. What can I invest myself in? And I think we should in? all start Sex in the City again. <laughs> Over the holidays, I think we should all go back to Sex in the City episode one and really take it in. Take it in. Because that is life lessons coming at us. Yeah, it is different because when I first watched Sex and City, I was like 21 or like, no, when I was in high school, I was like 16 or something. Now watching it back, I'm like, wait, I'm actually like literally living this right now. I've been watching old Dawson's Creek episodes. Oh, that's interesting. Whoa. Yeah. It's like there's lava lamps and uh, butterfly hair clips. It's <gasps> actually very nostalgic. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I I really only like the seasons where Pacey and Joey are together because I don't really I'm not I was never a huge Dawson fan. It should have been Pacey's Creek in my opinion. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it though. <laughs> Pacey's well, Creek. Um, are there any updates in the? I just thought of something. Oh my god, a show that y'all must watch. What? The Affair. It's Pacey. Oh. And it is. Have you watched it, Mark? No. Oh, it what is, is it? What is network a is it? Showtime, but it's on oh. your, you know, you can Hulu, uh, not Hulu, Netflix, some kind of pay, okay, pay thing, pay as you go. HBO it go. is adult. <laughs> oh, sexy times, yes, scandalous times. It's amazing though. I'll quickly, and because I know we have to move on, it's done in. It's an hour long show, thirty minutes, thirty minutes. Her perspective, his perspective. Oh. It's super fascinating because essentially it's supposed to be the same thing. Story, right. And the way that two people see, see it, it so differently makes me realize why 
relationships are so complicated. Right. Interesting. Right. It's I'm like that. Attention. You know that movie, Something Borrowed, Something Blue. Some. It's like it was with um Kate Hudson it's and something. Just something borrowed. Oh, something. <laughs> no, the, no, the, it's a book series, and the first one's called Something Borrowed. The That's second one's called series? Something Blue, and it's told from each of their the story, the same story from each different perspective. So like the first one was Kate Hudson or Jennifer. Goodwin. Goodwin. And then each story, and then one's the guy's perspective. And it's so interesting to see how they all see the same situation Wait, and different. Why didn't they make movies for the other one? Because I think I the first one didn't that. do good. I Googled it because I think the first one kind of bombed, but I weirdly Googled it the other day. Like, are they going to make another one? And it said maybe. Yeah, well, I don't I think the movie the did well. One. I'm pretty easy to please when it comes I to romantic that. I comedies. Loved <laughs> I loved it too. I thought he was going to really <laughs> be a big star. What's his face? Yeah, oh, Colin uh, Egglesfield. Egglesfield, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was watching, you know, like I've been watching, I was watching like Made in Manhattan the other day and I, oh. I miss like the simplicity of a chick flick. Now I feel like they try to make it too realistic of like what really happens right. in life and it's like, I don't go to the movies for that. I know. I go to escape this. Made in Manhattan is so Classic. Oh. J-Lo And Monster-in-Law. Good one. Good one. Oh, we name it all our J-Lo fans. You remember when she did that intense one, Enough? I never she was like that. the oh, yeah, abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Campbell, and she was like got so tough and badass. Oh, she was. What like, was the other one that trained. she was in with with Matthew McConaughey? Wedding planner. Wedding planner. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's like the planner. best one of the Are best. Are you of Nancy all times. Pong? I'd love to let you borrow some sugar, but I don't have any because I don't have time to shop. Come on, that's the best line in the whole movie. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I just remember Matthew McConaughey talking to her when she's like leaning up against the door frame, and she has like tears, and he's like. He, I can't remember. What I, know, I know. <laughs> Remember they roasted marshmallows over a candle. Yes. Oh, I could die oh, for Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. No, back to those days. Um, okay, so do, I wanted to get to Jingle Ball, but first I want to talk about any um, boy updates we have. So you texted Dr. Slava. Yeah, last week around this time I was feeling really empowered. Liberated. Liberated. Free, like, I am woman. Hear me roar. In case you missed it, the Cliff Notes version is I met a guy at a family gathering of of my my parents through a family party. Um, I thought we hit it off. We talked the whole night. Um, He's cute, smart, doctor. We call him Dr. Slava. And um, he asked me for my Facebook. And I was like, oh, asked me for my Instagram. And I was like, oh. (laughs) So I took matters into my own hands. And I found his number. And I texted him and I said, hey, hope, you know, got your number. Hope you don't mind. Love, would love to get a drink with you next time you're in the area. He responded. It's totally okay. Sounds great. Love to catch a drink. And I was feeling flying high last Monday. It's been about a week. <laughs> Crickets. But, but, but. No response. No, no plan. Wait, no date. You Give me it again. I need to know exactly. Can I see your phone? Like, I need to know exactly what happened. Because I think it, he might be waiting on you. No. Can we explain? His name's Dr. Slava because the family gathering oh, yes. they had is called a Slava. It was my Slava, yes. <laughs> it's not saliva. Just I don't know why I'm the only one who's had a problem with this. but <laughs> Yeah, just Dr. Slava. But um, so yeah, I had. You could write again. Okay, well. Yeah, she could. Because but but why I, not? I feel like I made the first bold yeah. move here, so it's up to him to why? like. Okay, so I, I had a little bit of an epiphany over the weekend, thanks to Robert. I explained the situation to Robert, guy's perspective, and he said it sounds like he's seeing someone. No. I don't it, where do you get that? Which is why he asked you for your Facebook. He didn't ask you for your number. No. And 
Yeah, that sounds so right, don't you think? Read the text. I don't. Read it word for word, because I'm getting a very different vibe. Hi, Dr. Slava. <laughs> I got your number. Hope that's okay. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. I'd love to get a drink next time you're on the west side. And he said, it's totally okay. And yes, I'd love to catch a drink. We can stay in touch over the coming week and play it by ear. Happy Thanksgiving. And I said, sounds great. Let me know. How far away does he live from where you live? Two miles? No. How far is Oh, I want to say where he lives. He doesn't live an hour away? No. Oh, no. Like, well, I would say That's like 30 minutes or 45 okay, minutes. 45 yeah. minutes. Hour. Two miles. Traffic an hour. <laughs> he could have maybe lost his phone. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't, this feels like uh, some, uh, he's just not that into you. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you and throw I don't... one more Hail Mary. Why not? But what I love about Tanya is that never occurs to her that he's not into her. She's like, maybe he lost his phone. Maybe he was attacked by a bear. Maybe he moved to another country. Like, it would never occur to her that, yeah, he's just not feeling it. Because I'm not, I feel like I can pick up on signs, you right. know? Like, I felt no, I like agree. there was something, and I'm not cuckoo bird. If he hung out with you, I genuinely feel like he was into you. Like, I don't feel like that was a cop-out. But for whatever reason, maybe he's like, uh, like, it's... We're not, we don't live close to each other. I'm busy. It's right. just like, whatever. But whatever. We're mo- I'm still on the Tebow train. I'm over this guy. Saliva is out of sight, out of mind for me. Saliva? Yeah. yeah. Well, Dr. Saliva. Saliva. Dr. Saliva. It sounds like saliva to I me. have a lot of people on the Tebow train, though, by the way. We have so many connections. It's like... The the connections we have are it's endless. crazy. It's just some like one of our listeners like hit me up. Uh, was it like last week? And they were like, he's literally with JoJo's fiance. Who's a Jordan? Jordan. Yeah, I'm all are we saying his name or. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, aside from Jordan being with him, my brother in law was with him yeah. as well, and he texted me. He was like, I just listened to the podcast, and he was like, I wish I would have known. I was just with him, and he sends me a picture of them two together. I'm like, wow. We have a lot of. I'm telling you, he keeps <laughs> popping up in my zeitgeist, and it's really weird. Well, is that what it's called, my zeitgeist? I don't, I don't think you're using that word properly, but that's fine. <laughs> what is that? I've never even heard of that. Isn't like your zeitgeist like you're like. I've never heard of a personal zeitgeist. Like the zeitgeist is what people are talking about right now. That app that Amy mentioned when she came in here is just oh. bubbling up in the zeitgeist. Okay. He keeps popping up in my. <laughs> circle. Circle. Yeah. Universe. Universe. He keeps popping up in my universe. Did you have fun at Jingle Ball? Um, I did have fun at Jingle Ball. Did you have fun oh, at Jingle Ball? I did. It was, like, different this year. I was more, like, I was a little bit just roaming the halls, seeing what people were up to. Knocking on Ed Sheeran's door? No, I didn't do that. Okay. But <laughs> I, um, I'm trying to think. Taylor was amazing, in my opinion. I thought so, too. I wish she would have sang, like, Delicate. And some other things. Thank you. I wish it was a little bit more of the new album than, like... It was fun having, like, a throwback. And for, like, a full concert, I would have been excited about it. But for, like, with her new album out, I'm, I was like, what is she going to sing from the new album? Me too. And it, we were shaking it off and stuff. So. I, <laughs> she brings the people what they want. That's what the people want. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. Puth, Charlie Puth stole the whole show. He's the man. He's yeah. The I mean, man. he just... It's insane. He Why really don't you is him? insane. I'm just wondering again. Um, Too young? Yeah, I don't know. It's just we're just friends. I don't know. It's not like it's like a brother. And yeah, he's a giant stud. He he really is. He really is. He did still show. Did you watch him? Yeah, I missed that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big bummer. Because honestly, was... I don't know what part of the show it was, but I was in the forum club and like this lady is walking around with these mini corn dogs, and 
egg rolls and I was in there by myself and I was just like snatching them. Like our, our friend right. Gina will be thrilled that <laughs> Becca sacrificed Charlie Puth for her appetizer. Yeah. Gina, like I send some to my house. Those are delicious. <laughs> I was very content sitting by the space heater in Jillian's yeah, office was watching cold. on the TV. Um, can we talk about Phoebe? <gasps> Phoebe! How's she so, doing? Phoebe went on her first outing um, last night, like public. We went shop. We went to Nordstrom, and she was such a star. Like, everyone stopped. Do you put her in her in your purse, or, like, do you hold her? I was just her? holding her. Okay. She's one pound. You know, it's pretty easy. <laughs> it's pretty easy to carry her around. But, um, like, so many people, a lot of people thought she was a cat. They were like, is this a cat, a kitten, or a puppy? Somebody messaged me when I posted that video of her, and they were like, is that a hamster? <laughs> I was like, no, okay, it's a dog. Rude. She's a dog. Um, but, yeah, she was, like, such a celebrity and did so well. She's, like, so mild-mannered and just, like, acts so calm. I'm like, man, if y'all could see her at home. Are you sleeping through the nights now? Well, through the nights. She slept for seven hours the other night, which was pretty good. I felt good about it. I felt like we moving That's in the right direction. a solid direction. amount of sleep. But Caroline, we like alternate. We're literally like three moms alternating getting up with the child. And she woke up like three times last night, but I didn't. I slept through the night. That's nice. We got a Christmas tree last night. It's a big step. And I thought my ceilings were super, super high. So they are. Like, They're super high. Yeah. So my little, my youngest sister, Hannah, who lives with me, she's like, I really want a big tree. And like, our ceilings are so high. So we look at this like nine or 10 foot tree. I'm like, that's pretty tall. And then she somehow finds this 11 foot tree. And she's like, this one, like, look how full it is. It's so green. And I'm like, oh man, like, do I have, is it, are my ceilings that tall? And so yeah, I start your ceilings thinking, are like, really tall. I think they're that tall. So the guys come and deliver it, and this, the top is, like, bent because it's hitting the. <laughs> so they had to cut, like, two inches off, which I don't know if that's bad for the tree, but whatever. Oh, we didn't have a choice. That's not that bad, two inches. Yeah, but it's literally, there's no room for a tree topper. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it's large and it's uh, beautiful and full and it was really expensive for something that's going to die in a, in a few I weeks. know. Like, can you, how much are Christmas trees? Well, like I hundreds even, of dollars, right? Yeah. Yeah. Put about 200 bones down for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say. They're more expensive this year. Are they? Yeah, the, because the of fires the fires and stuff. No, something that happened ten years ago. What was Nothing. it? The recession happened ten years ago, and so farmers planted fewer trees, and now it's coming yeah. to fruition. So not yes. from the fires. There was a shortage. Year, right? so. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But they are really expensive this year. Yeah, they're um they were all very pricey. But I will say, you walk into my apartment, it smells like a Christmas oh, tree. Your room smells like a Christmas tree with that delicious. I know. Pine I like scent. my room, my home to smell like a Christmas tree year round. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I cooked the other night. You did. Yeah. I watched. I actually witnessed this. Yeah. So I. I actually cooked just, like, one of my mom's recipes, but it gave me a lot of confidence to feel like I was, because everyone, no one died, and everyone seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, and you did it pretty quickly, too. I did do it pretty quickly. Yeah, it was, it was really... a pretty easy recipe, but um, I also, a few days before that, which I didn't tell you about when I was cooking, I cooked a HelloFresh meal. I you cooked, did? Yeah, it was um, French onion burgers. Wow. So I kept <laughs> kept true to who I am and what I like. Okay. And did burgers. 
But the chips, instead of having potato chips, they were kale chips. Delicious. Made by you? By me. No I way. I cut them up and I just put them in the oven. Yeah. So, and I think for my parents, I'm going to get them like HelloFresh credits because they love it too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so basically what we all know about HelloFresh is- I also think it's so rude that you make kale chips and you don't tell me about it. Sounds like that's right up my alley. Well, I think it's rude that you say you're going to come back over after you leave (laughs) and you don't. And you don't even send a text saying you're not coming over. I'm just like, is she a lie? What happened? (laughs) Anyways, I'm trying to do HelloFresh right now. (laughs) We'll get to that issue later on. (laughs) Yeah, the robe came on. Um, so HelloFresh, one of my favorite things about the times right now is that everything can be delivered to your door. This is true. And HelloFresh does it with all the ingredients you need for the meals that you're going to prepare. They're delivered in a way that if you have like um, meals that contain meat or anything that needs to be refrigerated, it comes in ice. So nothing's it can, you know, sustain, sustain sword I was looking for and it's just really easy and they're they don't take long it's easy it's simple and they have meals that I actually like it's not just and it comes like like portioned for you right like you just basically pour the salt that they give you into the exactly I think one of the hardest things I struggle with when I'm cooking is how much of anything to put in there right like I try to be right by the book and then when I watch my mom cook she's just like throwing things in there I'm like how do you know if that's enough or not enough right Yeah. So the meals are creative. They're fun. They're delicious. They're nutritionally balanced and the perfect portion and sent directly to your door. Um, Some of the meals they have for the holidays, they have meatloaf a la mom. Yum. Like meatloaf. Like mom's meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. With roasted root vegetables and thyme gravy. They have pan seared scallops with heirloom tomatoes, mashed potatoes and Meyer lemon. And oh they have, goodness. I know, these are decadent meals. Um, and then, so, and then they have a pork tenderloin with green beans and rosemary potatoes. So just all things that I would eat on a regular basis. And for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code Becca. That's B-E-C-C-A. Um, feel confident in the kitchen. Everyone can do this. I promise you, if I can do it, you can do it. And so can everyone else. Save $30 on your first week, HelloFresh.com, and that's promo code Becca. Becca. Guys, guess who just walked in as we were doing our HelloFresh? Sharna. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? So good. The accent is so good. Do you remember (laughs) last time we, uh, you probably don't remember this, and I tried to forget it, but it seared into my memory for life, on KTLA. I interviewed you and who was who? Uh, Geraldo was it? Geraldo? Oh, Geraldo. Geraldo? No, I didn't dance with Geraldo. That was, was editor. There? Editor. Editor dance with Geraldo. Just kidding. So we've never even met. Because <laughs> I was about to be like, wait a second. You have met. You were just wasted. Sharna was there when you stalked Lori Hernandez. Oh my. That is where I'm okay. <laughs> it's blurry, but I do remember this. If it's any consolation, I don't fully remember it. So you good. It's like it never happened. 
The only oh. reason I remember anything from that night, I remember the last memory I have of that night actually is stalking Lori Hernandez and just telling her that I was proud of her for representing our country. <laughs> I feel like that was the first time she's ever heard that. Yeah. She, she, and it was that feeling of someone trying to get away from me, you know, and I she, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't like redeem myself because I had had too much to drink. So I mean, she's, I just, she's 16 and, and incredibly, uh, at one level, very grown, but also incredibly sheltered 16. So. Wow. She was probably very overwhelmed by me. Yeah. Maybe so a then, little. Yeah. I just went to the bathroom and then I laid on the floor and that was the end of that. Didn't Is that the festival? Last, well, not this year, but last the year. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. you know, the, the yeah, year. the year. Yeah, tried to really rein in my. You did myself. a good job this year. Yeah, yeah. I was totally fine mm-hmm. this year. Didn't have anyone, any accomplices to <laughs> <laughs> encourage me to drink. Um, wait, what's okay? First of all, mm-hmm. welcome. This podcast, welcome. <laughs> Thank Hi. you for scrubbing in. Cool. Thanks for having me. Um, we our our podcast. We talk a lot about dating. I am very single, very single. <laughs> Tanya is single as well, but Tanya trying. is like trying. I don't make a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship status? Very single. Very single. <laughs> very single and uh, married to my work and my career, to be honest. I I forget to make time to meet someone or to even leave the opportunity for it because yeah. I just get so involved in the hustle and, yeah. and in love with what I do. Uh, and then all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> Oh wait, I kind of need a human. This would yeah. be cool if I had a human. I know, and that's the thing—you really have to make time for it. Like, you have to consciously make time and effort into yeah. even just dating. People are like, "Oh, it's just so easy. You get on the app," and I'm like, "No, you like actually really have to dedicate time and effort into it." See, but here's the thing with those apps. I have a really funny experience with those apps. I I signed up on one, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this." <laughs> And then I matched with all these people, and then I was like, well, what do you say? Do you, yeah. do you use an emoji? Do you not use an emoji? Do you just say hi, or should I say more than that? Or is that saying too much? I don't know. And I overanalyzed everything. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Fine. I went and I got a bottle of wine and <laughs> built up some liquid courage and then sat there and just started messaging away with people. And eventually it dies off anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's just mindless uh conversation that has absolutely no substance to it other than people just trying to hook up that's why you have to take it you have to take it to in real life quickly you can't stay on the app too long you got to like meet them really fast oh stranger danger though i'm the same way wow yes i just i don't know it gives me anxiety no i'm with you but but they do say that you have to take it like fast because then it just gets like lost and then you're just yeah bye i Mm -hmm. i mean i went before i went on you know, I, I tried the dating app thing right before I went on The Bachelor. I was like, that didn't work. Was so it Tinder? Was it Tinder? <laughs> it was Tinder. Okay. I went on, I think, four dates within, like, a few weeks. I was It was very rare for me because I hate dating. I think this is what yeah, scarred that's, me, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, wow. I went on, like, four consecutively bad dates and then got dumped twice on national television. So now I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to lie. That's tough. That does <laughs> that's a little bit woof. Wow. <laughs> so, but I... I Trying the dating apps, I did not like the small talk of it. Yeah. Like that, in any situation, I don't enjoy that. But doing it repeated, like, on different dates with these strangers, and I felt like I was having to carry the conversation because I'm more, I think, sociable in the sense that I I can at least fake it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want that. I want someone to kind of take the lead. Yeah, it was interesting. There was... um. 
Any time where I would say too much, it's like you'd never hear back from the person. Yeah. Like, oh, she's too much maintenance. Yeah. Too many words. They probably got halfway through it and then bailed because someone else is like, hey, let's meet up. Yeah. And they straight away got to what they wanted. So no one really wants to hear what you have to say or learn about you. They're just trying to know when you're free. Because hey, I think a lot of it tonight? is chemistry, like person to person chemistry. So it's like you could have a really good chat with someone then meet them and kind of be like so it's like why just cut out all the like middleness and just get to the point right i'm like picturing you writing this like long paragraph about where you're from (laughs) listen i'm a talker so you know well it all started back when (laughs) they're like how's your day going you're like well i woke up at five i hit the gym i'm not gonna lie that might be me yeah (laughs) i just don't understand why i'm single (laughs) um wait though i feel like you've had some like, very good-looking male partners in your career of Dancing with the Stars. I have. They've, oh. They've, uh, I've had some incredible men that I got to dance with. Uh, all really wonderful, but uh, I haven't... I didn't really get that Robert and Kim, you know, forever after fairy tale yeah. that, uh, that was so, so special. Uh, but, you know, who knows? It might happen one day. But, I mean, it. I feel like when you're dancing with someone that... And the girls dancing is, like, sexy. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, like a hoedown right, throwdown. Right. <laughs> And <laughs> which can also be sexy you know. <laughs> if you have the right mood. Not right when mood. I do it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it would be hard if I guess if both. I'm assuming if one of you is in a relationship or you're both in a relationship, it's very easy to keep it all work related. But if mm-hmm. you're a single girl and there's you're dancing, doing spending all this time with someone who's you're attracted to, and you, clearly on the show you have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'd be hard to just, especially if you're interested in dating someone. I guess. Um, to be honest, I haven't really had that moment where I looked and was like, oh, damn, I really want to date you. I really want to date you and I really want to try this. I, you do get to know people very quickly and very yeah. personally. And you you share this incredible journey. But in all my years of Dancing with the Stars, what I've learned is it's a bubble. There is no other place in this world like that bubble that you will be in yeah. Dancing with the Stars. And what you feel within that bubble, you may not necessarily feel when that bubble bursts at the end of the season, but what you can have is a beautiful friendship and and connection that you can keep. And if that lasts as something after the season, then discover it. Yeah. But I find for me, I also don't, I don't know if I'm good enough to separate personal and professional to be the boss of that guy and to, to coach him every day and then to leave and go to dinner and be romantic with him and still not be pissed at him about his (laughs) batch of carters. You know what I mean? Like I might just, I don't know if I'm going to uh, be able to separate the two. And so I just don't. And it doesn't mean I haven't been attracted to some of my partners. They've been gorgeous. Of course. Yeah. So here's my question. How tight are you with producers? And could you potentially be like, hey, oh, there's this guy that I really want to date. Could you make him my partner? Oh, well, I mean, he would have okay. to be like a valid celebrity. It can't well, just be like, hey, well, so yeah. my next door neighbor is right. super good No, no, looking. of course. Of course. But if there was somebody like, I don't know who you would have, I, like a celebrity feel, crush or something. I feel like you have a name. That you want to say? Is there no, 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 no. I'm saying for if it was for me, if I was on Dancing with Stars, I'd be like, is there any way we could get Tim Tebow as my partner? <laughs> ah, so, do you know what I'm saying? Do you have somebody like that that you could potentially put the seed in the producer's ear? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we we always have conversations with them about who we think would be really great for them to get, uh, and sometimes they're able to get them, and sometimes not. And there have been moments in the past where if my partner has been single, they give me that little like, hey, maybe he's the one. Because everybody <laughs> loves a good love story. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, as of right now, that hasn't happened. There, there hasn't been the one. But uh, I think 
I am really tight with the producers. We are all a really big family, and so they want to see me with someone too. It's like of everyone's course, so ready to marry right. me off. It's yeah. like, oh, you're 32. You should probably hurry up. <laughs> so everyone's on board. But I do think it's funny because I, I honestly, in every aspect of my life or anything I do, I feel like there's always the question of like, are you dating anyone? Are you trying? Are you putting yourself out there? And mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, I'm actually really content in my life right now, and I don't feel like it's something that I'm longing for. Like, I do feel like... Tanya, you like want it and you want it now. And so you actively trying is a necessary step Correct. to make that happen. Right. Like I can't sit there and be like, yeah, I really want someone, but I'm just going to sit on my couch. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I do. But I don't really, I'm not like, oh, I really want someone. I'm just right. kind of like, I'm very content being single right now right. and don't feel the pressure. But I start getting in my head like, I do want kids mm-hmm. and I do want a family. So at what point do I? have to start really thinking about it seriously yeah I mean you you do sort of hit that age where you wake up and you go oh oh that that thing where they said time runs out it's happening happening. my mom told me to freeze my eggs when I turned 30 oh don't even get me started on that I have a girlfriend that's going through the process right now and I that's something that like I am constantly thinking about but you know they actually say that your eggs are still very good um like you don't really have to retrieve them or freeze them until about 37 True, but I, I also know... Uh, but they say the younger the eggs, the better. The better. I think for me, for now, I would like uh, I would freeze them in the sense that I'm just buying myself time. I kind of want to hold on to the fairy tale idea for a second. Right. I want to <laughs> believe that the fairy tale is going to happen. So I would, uh, yeah. But I think essentially I will do it. I think next time I go back to Australia, I'll do it because it's part of our healthcare system. Wow. It's, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's not, I don't have to pay for it. I just have to pay for storage every month. Whereas here it's like, what, $30,000? Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's insane. We do have an amazing healthcare system. Yeah, I feel like all, like y'all are all hot and you all have like just a good thing going over there. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, So I'm definitely, I'm probably, well. I'm probably going to do it. Who knows? When I go back. <laughs> Wait, so your mom at 30 told you? like, Yes. Hey. <laughs> okay, so I you know, I turned 30 and then I, I broke up from my long-term relationship, which was five years. And up to that point, I'd been a serial monogamist. And I was like, mom, I need to be single for a second. I've forgotten who I am without <laughs> yeah, right. being with another person. She's like, okay, well, sweetheart, I think you should freeze your eggs. <laughs> Like, oh, gosh. That was a slap that I didn't think I was going to get. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Mom. So thanks, happy Mom. birthday. Uh, yeah. Freeze your happy eggs. Happy birthday. Happy 30th. Your eggs are dying. <laughs> wait, wait. We have to go back. I mean, I don't know if you want to discuss your five-year relationship, yeah. but that's something I've never experienced. Tanya was in a long relationship. Mm-hmm. Almost four. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that ending was just... Brutal. Yeah. Right? I'm sure you, you can relate. It even, it dragged out for a long time too because you're so, even both of us knew it wasn't where we were supposed to be anymore, but you're so comfortable with it. And even mm-hmm. though it's not good, it's what you're used to. And you just stick around for a year longer than you should. Yeah. But, I, I do feel like it gets, the, I mean, I even, I was in a like way shorter relationship and you get that to that point where you're like, I'm, I'm fine. Like we're good, but. Is this the, like, am I wasting his time? Am I wasting my time? Like, yeah. do I stick it out just to see if something changes? I can't imagine being with someone for that long and then trying to find, like, an ending place. Yeah. I feel like when you're dating when you're younger, you're just dating more like you're, like, like it's kind of like that free falling, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, like, dating to just date. Yeah. And then there comes a point in an age where you're, like, dating to 
be married to somebody, you know, to be with the one. And so it's like, at what point when you realize that they're not, like, do you end it, you know? Right. It's like you, you start to do your pros and cons list and try and weigh out about staying or leaving and what is it that I'm going for. And um, and because your lives are so blended and you know each other's family and you have so yeah. many positive things in your life, but maybe you don't quite make each other as happy as you used to. And you think, and we as women do this all the time. Well, I can, I'm fine with that. Right. We're so tough and so resilient that we end up just putting up with things that we shouldn't have to because we sacrifice it for something else instead of saying, no, you know what? I want all the things mm -hmm. and this is not making me happy. So I'm going to choose to leave. Um, and it took me probably 18 months to come around to actually making that decision because I loved him. Yeah. Right. But we just weren't the ones for each other. And <laughs> so eventually there is no right time to end it. There right. is no end point. It's just when you turn around and you finally say, this is not what I want anymore. Right. A lot of it, because I know a lot of my friends that are like in relationships that they don't necessarily know are their forever relationships, but they end up like marrying them because it's that time. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of fear. There's a lot more fear of being alone than fear of being with the wrong person. Absolutely. That's so interesting because my biggest fear is being with the wrong person. Right. Which is why you're single. And uh, happy. Yeah. <laughs> and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're uncommon. I feel like you're not, you're not like the norm. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like for more, the majority of people, I think, are more scared of the fear of being alone trumps the fear of being, being with someone, someone that not drives with. you crazy every yeah. single day. Yeah. True. Yeah. I agree with that. So, uh, oh, um, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know why I bother to hold up a sign if it's just going to stop everything anyway. When I <laughs> yeah, it wasn't awkward at all. It was a pretty seamless was, transition. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that was a great transition on my part. Yeah. Ask her about the tour, sure. and then we'll do a Fab Fit Fun. <laughs> oh. Mark held up a sign and just said, tour, Fab Fit Fun. Because it kicks off December 30th, which is just around the just around the corner. Just around the corner. It is, because now we're in December. Gosh, it really is. How, by the way, how are we in December of 2017? When did that I happen? Yeah. Like, quickly. I don't know. I got a giant tree, though, so it officially feels like Christmas in my apartment. Oh, that's exciting. It's, I, it's an 11-foot tree in my... 11 and a half foot apartment. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Literally skimming the top. Um, do you enjoy the tours more than you do the show? Like, is there. They are uh, completely different experiences. Yeah. Um, like choosing between children. Yeah, it's kind of in a sense. Like, how can you choose? But um, uh, it, what is so different about them is the show, the the entire show is not about me. It's about the person in front mm -hmm. of me. And I design a journey for them. The dance is created for them. They're not the steps that I and my heart desires to do. It's what looks great for them right. and what feels great to tell their story. Whereas when we go on this tour, we get to create these pieces for us. I get to dance my butt off mm -hmm. every day the way that uh, I have trained to do my entire life. And it's it's like a... Uh, creative indulgence for me to be able to do the tour and to just dance for me yeah. because that's not something that we get to do all the time and essentially I'm dancing with other professional dancers every time too right. so we get to do so much cool stuff that we don't necessarily get to do on the show unless it's like a, a minute 30 opening number right right this is we get to have meetings with our creative director and I've, I've had a couple meetings this time and said I want to do something like this I want to tell this story, I want to play this character, I want to use this song, this is my vision, and we make it all happen. So, Oh, that's cool. I love the creative process. I love the designing the dance as much as I love 
dancing the dance. Mm-hmm. And so this is where I get to explore that uh, for me and, and sort of dive into that part of uh, my talent and my craft. So I do love it. Yeah. Paired with the fact that I love being able to go across the country and meet some of our fans at mm-hmm. all of our meet and greets and, and really see how this show has affected them and changed their lives. Yeah. I could never have imagined that a dance show would inspire and affect people in such a positive, incredible way. Yeah. And yet I hear stories every day from these men and women that have gone through something tragic and this has been something to inspire them to smile every week and mm-hmm. to escape from that and or to bring a family together every Monday night. It has... <laughs> so many positive beautiful things to it and it warms my heart to hear that because stuck in the studio at CBS lot in in Los Angeles you forget that right yeah and it's just a a huge perspective changer and um, it makes me feel like I'm I'm doing a little bit of good in the world with with what I have yeah I mean I I I went to a live show this year and I've been before I've been before when Niall DeMarco was on oh yeah I love Niall he's amazing and I um, went this year, and I forgot. It's just so fun. I mean, the energy in that studio, people are so excited. And then watching it on TV, I mm-hmm. watched the most memorable year. Mm-hmm. I was full-blown sobbing, like not even just like tears. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was like, like I, Jordan Fisher's story, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. okay, I can't handle I'm tearing up just thinking about it. But it is true, like what y'all do – you know, being from The Bachelor, I don't have a lot of those moments where I feel like I'm inspiring people. <laughs> like, it's you different, know? though. You're relatable. People, you're dating. Like, you know, you're not, like, I'm not changing. changing lives. But and, and when people tell me they watch it as a family, I'm like, oh, good. Really? <laughs> so, I mean, I can't really relate to that part. But I do think it's really cool that, like, even from someone who has been to the show and watched and, like, knows people on the show, it still is – I watch it, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing that y'all are the ones who choreograph every dance. Mm-hmm. Spe- ex- especially? Especially? No, yeah, I think especially. especially. Especially for the person you're working with. Yes. Yeah. You, mean, you, tell, so you basically are telling a story through dance, essentially, yeah. Yeah. the whole season. That's my favorite thing to do yeah. when I – I've been really lucky to have some partners with – Uh, incredible stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, Noah Galloway was one of them, even Mm -hmm. James Hinchcliffe and his story. There's been a lot of people that have come through something very tragic and life-changing. And to be able to tell that story, my favorite thing about dance and art is when there is truth to it and you see it come from a person's soul. And someone like Noah Galloway that had lost his left arm and his left leg whilst away uh, in Iraq and coming back and knowing what he went through to be able to accept the man that he is and coming up with the idea of him seeing his reflection in a mirror as a whole body mm-hmm. and then it pulling away and him finally seeing himself as he is today and and the the way that I explained it to him and then seeing this grown man cry in front of me, that fills me with so much joy because I love being able to connect to people mm-hmm. and give them the same journey that I had and that is learning about myself through dance and using it as it's a form of therapy it's so cathartic to get out there and express yourself and move your body and share emotion you release it all into the world and you end up letting it letting it go forth and uh Noah had that certainly James Hinchcliffe had that he said that I finished his story for him from when he he flatlined and didn't know what happened and um it's just such a they're probably my greatest triumphs I would say throughout the whole my gosh 10 seasons I've been doing it now 
um, those moments are like my mirror ball. Yeah. It's I think so like cool. being able to, I think one of the things that connects people to music so much is like, you know, musicians are like singing a universal truth that people can, can connect to. So it's like making people feel not, not alone. So people that are watching that mm-hmm. are going through those same life situations, they don't feel as alone because they're like watching somebody else not only overcome mm-hmm. what they've gone through, but end up on top. Exactly. So I think it's, yeah, beautiful. I think yeah. that's what is so special about the show and that's why it has lasted 25 seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's why it could end up lasting 25 more. There is no show like it mm-hmm. where you get to watch people truly bear their soul share their experiences with so much truth and watch them grow. Yeah. They're no longer a celebrity in your eyes when you watch them. They're a human being that you can relate to. And I think that is really what inspires so many people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it really is amazing. And it's, it's really cool that Dancing with the Stars has made it. Anyone from any walk of life Mm -hmm. has been able to be on that show. And any person I've talked to or heard about has said it's been the most memorable life-changing experience mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. their life and I think I mean I think that says a lot because y'all work really hard it's not like an easy gosh no no no, no yeah it's uh no one can ever prepare you for how hard that job is even Derek Fisher last season was like he spoke to a lot of his friends or the sports uh guys that have done the show and he said nothing could have prepared him for what it takes to do this to physically do it to mentally do it to emotionally do it you can't prep your life yeah. everything is consumed by dancing with the stars and you don't realize that until you're in the thick of it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And just side note, when you're touring the country, do mm-hmm. you tour on like a tour bus? Yes. Oh, that's everything. Oh, it's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, Tanya like really embraces those things in life I that do. a lot of people would be like, oh, it could be better. It's, um... <laughs> I know it's not ideal. Everyone's like, I'd, I'd love to fly everywhere, but I think the tour bus life is so cool. Flying is way much more, uh, sorry, way more difficult right. uh, because you have to get to the airport and then you wait, wait and then you get on the plane. It's awful. Yeah. You have to worry about how much your luggage lays, by the way. <laughs> wow. I'll luggage just have another sip of coffee. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, see how much your luggage weighs. Whereas with the tour bus, you just put that stuff on there and you keep it moving. Yeah. Um, but I will never forget my first tour because we only had two buses and so many people on the buses. How many in each bus? Um, I believe... It was eight on each bus at that point because we had a lot. It was a lot, but now it's only five for this one. We have three different buses, but uh, you know we're moving up in the world. Yeah, wow. But um, <laughs> but that first bus I got there, and I was like, "This is going to be so amazing! I'm so excited!" And then I looked at my bunk, yeah, and I nearly died. It was like I had to tuck and roll to get into that thing. And it would, I couldn't sit up in it. It was a coffin, right? right. And then for the first week. We can have two weeks of the tour. When I'm sleeping, I would have these nightmares. I was on a plane going down because the bumps in the road felt right. like turbulence. Oh. So I would have nightmares every night that I was going down the plane. And of course, I'd sit up in the middle of the night and, and smash head. my head on the top <laughs> of my bunk. There's so many like little things that I feel like people don't like. Also, how I don't know if you guys have a shower on your bus. But there's usually one shower for, like, eight people. So the majority of people like to shower before they get on the bus. So you're showering in, like, venues. And it's just, like, such a – you feel like such a – I don't know how to explain it. It's just Like I a gypsy. So, you yeah, honestly totally, feel like a gypsy. Totally. I, like, have to pack a day bag for my clothes. But oddly, the time after the show for all of the girls is our favorite time. It's, like, our chill time. We put on music or we put on TED Talks. We're all in our dressing rooms doing our face masks and, you know, like just girl stuff, mm-hmm. talking girl things, 
and we all shower in there, obviously, because no one wants to wait in line on that on yeah. that stupid tour bus shower. <laughs> um, and just have a great time and get on the bus and just feel uh, so rejuvenated just by having great energy around us and, you know, doing a great show. So honestly, one of my favourite things about being on tour is all the girl time yeah. that yeah. we get because we, we're so busy. We, we just don't get to make time for each other like yeah. that. It's really cool. Speaking of girl time, do you know what a FabFitFun box is? <laughs> I do. Uh, that was a good transition, that one. Thank I like that. you. I had to make up for the first time. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I do. I uh, I love FabFitFun. I'm actually a FabFitFun partner. And uh, oh, I just. Wow. Weird. Wow. This is perfect then. Okay. Well, like, did you get the winter box already? Yes. It's so good. It's so amazing. I love it. Like, I would talk about this even if it wasn't, like, a sponsor. Like, it is so impressive how good their box is. Like, each time I'm like, okay, this is, it keeps getting better every mm-hmm. time I've gotten one. Yeah, they're incredible. I, uh, it, it's amazing what they put in that box for the amount of money that you spend, honestly. Every time I get it, I'm like, oh, my God, it keeps going. <laughs> Have so you much used more. the jasmine spray for your bed? No, I haven't yet. That was an eye roll right there. That's <laughs> love like, you it. love I that love Jasmine spray. <laughs> she, she went to bed at 7.30 last night. So I that's think that's probably, probably why. why. <laughs> <laughs> I spray it on my bed every night. It's so, it's great. I'm, I'm going to have to try it. One of my favorite things I've actually gotten from FabFitFun was from the Fall Box. It was one of the scarves. Oh, yeah, had, yeah. Oh, I wear that thing all the time. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I got the box, and we got it here at the at the studio, and Tanya took, like, four things out of it. And it was maybe the whole – did you take the whole thing? Because mm-hmm. I had I two took of the them. spray. You took the spray, and then you had the – Oh, the, um, the eye hand patches cream and, and the hand cream. And she FaceTimes me and has the eye patches on. I didn't know she had taken yeah. them. I was <laughs> like, oh, cool. So those were part of it that I <laughs> – didn't get but they're great yeah I was calling I was FaceTiming you to tell you that they were really great good <laughs> but as you said the amount you get is this winter box specifically is valued at over $300 and you only pay $49.99 each mm-hmm. season um and all the products are full size are you bringing out something the hand cream oh she has the hand cream with her in her bag yeah so this is the it's so good <laughs> Is this, yeah, this is the, um, is it Ahava? Have we figured out? Is it Ahava? Ahava? I don't know. I would think Ahava. Yeah, it's the mineral hand cream. Tanya literally it's, keeps it in her bag. I do, because it's very moisturizing. Normally, like, when you have other lotions, it's, like, water, but this one's, like, thick and just good. I love that. Mm-hmm. I know. It smells really good, too. Mm-hmm. And then they have, I'm going to put some more. Mm-hmm. And then they have um, the Point Studio Aloe Infused Socks, which I feel like I've seen everyone wearing, like the cozy socks. Mm-hmm. And then the BB Dakota Poncho. I've seen people posting that on their travel days. Yes. Which I think I might wear when I'm going home to, I'm going to Georgia in a cabin when for are you Christmas. Leaving? Um, I leave the 23rd, but that's not the point. I'm just saying, like, I don't really have a ton of winter clothes. Oh. Like well, you, you should do. definitely take the scarf from the full box and the poncho. <laughs> yeah, from the I have box. two things for sure. Yeah, but this is another. This is another thing. I get. I kind of have anxiety when she leaves for a long time. So I'm just oh, you do myself. separation anxiety. Yeah, one of my dogs is like that. She just, <laughs> just cries. Tanya's very much like a puppy. <laughs> oh wait, I just heard how that came out. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I retract that statement. No, it's pretty <clears throat> accurate. No, it's. I just got. I actually just got a new puppy, and she's ten weeks old. What type of dog? She's a Pomeranian, and so she's really small, but she's very much needy towards me, and Tanya resembles her a lot. (laughs) If I can give you any advice, put that that little thing in puppy training and get her over that anxiety because it is a nightmare. 
Good to know. It's it's a nightmare. The separation anxiety <laughs> in dogs is always. Becca's gonna be like scheduling me an appointment for her or for Phoebe, my dog. Phoebe. Oh, <laughs> no, for your dog. I thought we were talking about Tanya for a second. <laughs> you looked at me like, oh, <laughs> put her All in right? training. I'm taking her to Petco right after. Sorry, <laughs> <right>, Tanya. <laughs> I, we, me and Phoebe could probably use some therapy. Yeah, y'all should go together. Yeah, might I don't know. That might be bad. Um. Anyways, back to Fat Fit Fun. Tell <laughs> really about the promo code. Uh, promo code is Becca, and all you have to do is go to fabfitfun.com and use code Becca. You'll get $10 off the winter box. Again, that's fabfitfun.com, and don't forget the promo code Becca. I would like you to read the email from Rachel because it's something I think that definitely Becca and Sharna can weigh in on. It's about leaving home. Mm-hmm. Going out in the world, oh yeah, away from your one. comfort zone. She was thinking about moving to California. Oh, I like this. I relate. How what, how long have you lived here? When did you move here? I have been living here for nearly seven years. Okay, but uh, I left the country at eighteen. I moved to London when I was on my uh, on my own at eighteen. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna read from Rachel. Hi, Becca and Tanya, and she'd probably say Sharna, but she didn't know you were going to be here. (laughs) I'm just not going to (laughs) respond. She said, my question is, if given the opportunity, should I move to California? I was born and raised in Chicago, but recently applied to grad school for occupational therapy. I've never lived on my own before, and I'm hesitant about moving to a new state and not knowing anyone. As scary and expensive as the move would be, I feel like this would be a great chance to not only pursue my career goals, but also to really get to know myself and enjoy a new adventure. You should also know that I may also have the option of staying home for grad school. Mm. So I'm stuck between staying home and saving money or moving away and experiencing something different. Let me know what you guys think. I'd appreciate the feedback. For me, just from the way that uh, you wrote the message, it sounds like you want to experience something new and go on an adventure. You're like, I can either stay home and be safe, go to grad school, save money, Mm -hmm. or you can go and try something new. I feel like, to be honest, you've already made your mind up or your heart already knows what it wants. Um, I am a huge advocate for chasing your dreams. I don't think your dream is to just be safe and save money. Uh, so if you feel like there's something there for you to chase after that you really, really want, then I say muster up the courage and do it. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. I think if we all just stayed safe, no one would go anywhere. Right, exactly. Because I think moving, I mean, I remember when I first moved out to California from Louisiana, my I lived with my sister, my brother-in-law, and so there was that safety net of having them with me. And then when they moved home four years later, I either had the option of going with them and doing whatever they did next or staying on my own and making it work. And I chose to stay and it was probably one of the better decisions I made as far as me growing as a person, because it would have been so safe and it probably would have been fun. I would have been happy, but as far as growing and learning more about myself, I don't know if I would have done much of that if I had just gone in with a safe option. I mean, the beauty is too, if you, you can always move back home, you know, if you're really, really homesick and you're, you know, you really don't feel like it's working, you can always, and yes, of course it's expensive and you'll probably have to eat the money to move, but you can always move home. I never moved far from home. I live, I'm from Orange County. Right. So I moved like two hours up the freeway. Yeah. But you still left the safety of what you knew. True. And like the safety net of having your parents right there. True. If there's one thing that I can share with you, Rachel, it's that I, I did, I left Australia at 18. I packed a suitcase and I moved to London on my own 
to chase my dance dreams. And what followed was two of the hardest years of my life, working three jobs to be able to afford to dance, sometimes choosing between food and having a dance and going to dance class. Um, There were many, many times that I wanted to give up, but I knew what my dream was and I knew what I wanted to do and I kept chasing it. And because of, you know, unrelenting passion and um, striving for what I wanted, I refused to believe that I couldn't have it eventually the universe provided. I I could never have imagined that I would have ended up on television, that I would have ended up on Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. I had no idea this could even be a dream for me. But within that time, uh, I knew I had to stick out something really hard so I could build my character, so I could learn and I could grow as a human being to be ready for all these things that life had to offer me. Uh, No one's saying that it will be easy. I think it will be tough. Moving on your own is tough and doing things on your own is tough, but they're also really valuable life lessons that you need to go through if you want to do something great. That's so true. Uh, yeah. It's crazy because I, my, uh, my parents did the same thing. My mom moved to the um, United States there from Serbia mm-hmm. when she was 18 and moved, you know, from her parents. And, I, and I, I'm like, they did it because they wanted their kids to have a mm-hmm. life that they didn't have. And I'm like, that is so, like, uh, major props to you. Like, because I could not even imagine at 18. Like, I, I moved away to Arizona when I was 18 and that was hard. And that was just a state over for college. Like, <laughs> you're, you know what I mean? Like, you're putting yourself through your you know rent and food and and chasing your dream I think that that's just so like I mean I have just have so much respect for you because yeah. I even tell my parents that all the time I'm like I've so I can't even I don't even know how to even where to begin but I so much respect it's amazing what we're capable of as human beings when you put your mind to it mm-hmm. yeah uh, and we can all do that um, especially when, I mean, their passion was you guys, mm-hmm. you know, and building a life for you. Uh, you got to find what that passion is that drives you and just chase it. Yeah, you were the perfect person to have to answer that question. Totally. <laughs> Seriously, though, like it sounds like what her dream, her, her dream is to do something on her own, but there's like the fear of, you know, it not working. Mm-hmm. And if it, you know, like, like Tanya said, home is, Chicago's not going anywhere. Right. Like that's gonna be there exactly, and so you have to take the chance because if you don't, then you'll you'll never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is from Meg. <laughs> Hi, Becca. I'm such a huge fan of yours, and I love you and Tanya together on the podcast. I share the same hopes as you for myself about waiting until marriage to sleep with someone. Do you have any advice on how you navigate these conversations with the men you date? How do you handle situations where where the waiting feels tough? For reference, I'm 22. Um. Okay. So. This is what I, this is how I feel about this subject. If your desire and what you want is to wait for someone until marriage, then you you do it. It's just like anything else. If you have the desire to do something and there's an obstacle that comes and it's hard, do you do you go back on what you believe in the first place or do you cave into it? It's just like anything in life. It's a decision you make and if you want to stick to it, you stick to it. And when it comes to having conversations, that's what I find for me being the trickiest thing that I've like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a virgin, but I've recently decided to recommit to waiting to marriage. Mm -hmm. And so this is new territory for me. I've never, you know what I mean? Like it's, I've never had to have that conversation with a guy before. And I'm now I'm kind of trying to prepare myself for when that conversation does happen. Like at what point do you tell them at what, you know what I mean? Like at what point? And I'm sure it's going to scare some guys away. I just think that it's it's something that it, 
And I guess it's it could be a deal breaker for guys easily. I think for a lot of people it would be a deal breaker because I think that's very important in relationships. Although I do find that you can have, and there are such blurred lines of what right. what is sex. Like, is that whatever's beyond kissing? What like you know? There's right. so many different. Like which base are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like some people consider anything past, like making out, sex. But right. I guess it's th- those are the blurred lines. But you can find that you have chemistry with someone without having to do that. And right. I also think. You know, as times change and some things happen, maybe sex isn't the main focus of a relationship. And what do you have that's deeper than that? That's beyond what the sexual chemistry is. Like, what's mm-hmm. the emotional chemistry? What is the connection you have with your minds and your heart? And so, I don't know. Sometimes I've always wondered these these deal breakers. It's like, well, did you not have anything beyond that? Right. Well, and I'm looking because she says, for reference, I'm 22. And when I was 22, I was just like, doing it like nothing you know what I mean like and Mm -hmm. then it sounds like so gross but like I was just it wasn't really special to me you know what I mean like it was um and I'm I'm sad that I didn't value it as much as I do now you know it's like you're giving yourself to somebody and I feel like at at 22 that's probably a lot harder to navigate a conversation with a 22 year old guy who you know what I mean not really mature 22-year-old men are basically 16, let's be honest. Yeah. Totally. So I'm feeling like for Meg, it's probably a really hard conversation to navigate because right. these young guys, that's all they are really wanting, you know? So how do you explain to them the um, the importance of, like, delayed gratification and, you know, wanting it for something bigger, you know, waiting for something bigger than yourself, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's probably a really hard conversation to have at 22. I think maybe, yeah. uh, Maggie, you just stop considering how they hear it and how they feel about it and just honor what you want and what you feel. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, some people are going to accept it and some people aren't. It doesn't matter how you deliver it. They're either on board or they're not. But as someone that hasn't waited for marriage and I have been, uh, I have had sex with my boyfriends, Mm -hmm. uh, what I can tell you is that it makes it very complicated Mm -hmm. and it can... You can get caught up in lust and things get fuzzy and you don't really get to know each other in the first place. And then all the excitement of the sex goes away and then you're left with this personality that you don't even really know. And then you start back from square one, but the chemistry's gone. It can mess a lot of things up. I think it's beautiful that you want to wait. I think you should honor that for you and the right person will honor your feelings. Uh, and share the same um, the same ideals as you. Don't worry about how other people hear it, girl. This is something that you want, and you hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. It's- it is. Um, somebody kind of explained it to me um, a while ago when um, they were dating with, they had two kids. Mm-hmm. And they were saying it's really hard to date with two kids as a single mom because, right. you know, the guys kind of, and I was like, you know, there's, how do you, it's how you approach it. You know, it's like, um, I have the, you know, instead of being like, I have two kids. Like, don't apologize for it. It's like saying, I have the two two most amazing kids, and yeah. he has dimples exactly. just like you. They're so yeah. cute. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's all about how you approach it. And exactly. I think a lot of times people kind of wear being a virgin as, like, a, a burden or, like, a, something like, you know, like, oh, I'm waiting till marriage. But it's, like, you should, something that you should be proud of and something that you, you know, I think it's the way that you deliver it also. You know, like, it's not... Yeah. Well, and I think it's something, I mean, the way I have always explained it when I had the conversation, it's like, I feel like in a lot of relationships, I've given, or just people I've dated, I've given 
a, to a certain extent, given myself to them. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that one part to be for my husband, you know, like, so that when when it happened, it's like I waited for you for this moment. Right. And I think that that's like a very powerful thing to hold on to. And I don't think it's something that should be. I don't know why it's like this embarrassing thing mm-hmm. that's looked down upon because right. we live in such a sexualized world. And that's so important, apparently, to everybody. And I do think I do think it's important. I know it's a part of, a, of relationships, but I don't think if you make that decision, I think it should be something that's owned and not something that's that you feel like you have to cower down to or be embarrassed about. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with you both so much, and I think Tanya made such an important point that I've never thought about before. I don't drink. I've never had any alcohol. And once in a blue moon, I get a little nervous about telling someone new because I think they'll think I'm not fun or I'm like a stick in the mud. Right. But for the most part, I just it is what it is. So I almost think embracing whatever it is mm-hmm. as... Own it. It is what it is. It's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just what right. it is. Yeah. I have blue eyes and I'm waiting till marriage. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Totally. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's how that. There you go, Maggie. State <laughs> your eye color or, and let them know. <laughs> or brown eyes if you have brown or, eyes. Yeah. 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 Whatever color eyes you have, Maggie. Okay, so I, I started my Christmas shopping, and as I've said before, the hardest people for me to shop for are the guys in my life, like mm-hmm. my dad, my brother, my brother-in-law. That about sums up the guys in my life. <laughs> Same. I'm Same. Like, Is there one more that I'm missing? No, that's it. Um, and I realize, I feel like it's something that's universal. I feel like a, it's a thing for a lot of girls that it's, difficult to shop for guys Mm -hmm. um and so that's where mancrates.com comes in and it's the surest way to give a guy a gift that he'll actually love right um because they're personalized very have you seen this no i've heard of mancrates but i haven't seen them they are so amazing they sent me one so it's not just for guys it's it's for girls too but it's really great gifts for guys that you don't think of but they sent me a personalized mancrate woman crate and it had personalized beer glasses in it with, like, beer snacks and coasters that were, like, personalized with my name on them. Like, um, think about, like, the guy in your life that's obsessed with, like, golf or beer or, like, just, or like, grilling. Or grilling. And then they get a literally a giant box with, like, those things with their name on it. Very, and very cool. It is pretty cool. With a crowbar that they have to, like, break into. So it's not like you just get the scissors and cut the tape open. Like, it's a wooden box, and the guy has to, like, bust into it. Oh, I thought you meant there was a crowbar in it. I was like, that's interesting. What's that for? <laughs> no, the crowbar is for you to get into it. Got it. it. That so makes you know, sense. Like, guys like to do, like, just break stuff. I was like, <laughs> breaking things? What is this for? Rubbing cars? <laughs> no, it'll entertain them for hours. I mean, just minutes. But for our guys, last week, it, hours. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we actually got an email from Shannon in Virginia, and she said, just wanted to let you know that I used man crates as a wedding present for my husband earlier this year, and it was awesome. I totally knocked it out of the park with it, and he loved it. That's awesome. I know. So I'm telling you, the and I had a few tweets saying that people ordered man crates. So I feel like it's, I'm trying to get the word out there for real because it's such a brilliant idea. Yeah. I wish I had come up with it, but I didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I'm literally getting the beer one for my brother-in-law. Well, does he listen to this? No. Okay. <laughs> Why? He's not a subscriber. (laughs) My mom subscribes enough of my family. Just let my, you know, my brother-in-law likes like beer and like football. Not girl talk. Not girl talk. Um, Okay, so Mancrate. 
Okay, so Man Crates offers over 100 hand-curated gift collections for every type of guy. They have the whiskey appreciation crate with the personalized decanter and glasses for his favorite drink. Or they have the Grill Master crate mm. with the brass knuckle meat tenderizer and a cast iron smoker box. So good. It's so good. Just it go to Man like Crates. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. That's what, yeah, I would be so excited. Like, when I get a gift for a guy, my someone in my family, I'm going to be so excited to watch them. First of all, try to open it. That's going to be entertaining. And then, like, to see if they're impressed yeah. that I know them so well. Because, like, you can only get someone that like, likes beer so much. You know what I mean? Without, like, I'm just going to get him six packs of beer all the time. <laughs> like, no, this is cool. Yeah. Look, it's going to have his name on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just go to mancrates.com, pick your man's crate, and choose the delivery date. Such a good gift. They have thousands of five-star reviews, and every man crate comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee, which we really like here at Scrubbing mm-hmm, In. We do. Go to mancrates.com slash Becca to get 5% off your order. That's 5% off at mancrates.com slash Becca. One more time, mancrates.com slash Becca. All right. So last week on the podcast, mm-hmm. Tony kept, we were trying to say, like, the girl make the first move, right? Put yourself out there, make the first move. Yeah. And Tanya kept trying to use this reference of putting a handkerchief down yeah, and so the guy picking it. Basically what you're doing is, is you're just dropping the handkerchief so that the guy can pick it up if he wants. So you know? Not so a literal. This is this is not a literal handkerchief. Exactly. Okay, I'm following. I but, get it. Yeah. So like he knows you're interested. Yes. Yeah, it was it was but it was a thing in the olden days that they actually did. That's why it's a metaphor. Oh. Right. I knew that. <laughs> yes, just own it. Go with it. Yeah. I totally knew that. Yeah. Uh so I just did it. I was like, you know what? Just let the guy know you're interested, drop the handkerchief, and if he picks it up, great. If he leaves it on the floor, it's fine. Happens to the best of us. Okay. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened. That's what happened to you. How did it go? He didn't get Please it. Enjoy this Verizon ring oh, oh, oh I haven't heard one of these in a long time. Hello. 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 Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. This is Becca and Tanya. Did you know that? Yes. And guess who else we have in here? Oh, my God. Who? We have Sharna from Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hi, sweetheart. (laughs) Hi. Um, So we really enjoyed your tweet about dropping your handkerchief. Yeah, and we want to hear your success story because mine didn't turn out so successful. Um, well, I work at an animal hospital, and um, I liked one of the guys here, so I was like, oh, you know, what's the perfect way, you know, ask them out on a date kind of thing. So I said, hey, maybe one day after work we could go and walk our dogs together. And then the next day he was like, oh, bring your dog in and let's go for a walk. So that's what we did. Wow, so. you had a real su- an instant success. Yeah, yeah. so she's all she yeah, just but drop like, it. The only thing bit. I realized though is like we work together, so you know he talked about work a lot. But any other than that, you know. <laughs> Wait, did he know? It was, did he know it was a date? Um, I think so. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we got to paint it for him. You know what I mean? Sometimes we yeah. got to be real obvious about that handkerchief that we're dropping. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never been on a date before, so I was like. You know, <laughs> I'm newer to the dating scene, so. Oh, so you, so this was like your first time to really put yourself out there, and you had a pretty good, I would say, success yeah. rate yeah. now, right? Have yeah, because you- I have a problem because I'm so nice to people, and they're like, take advantage of it, so I always get like, oh, in the friend zone all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
You know, sometimes because you're going to meet the one guy who's the right one and all these friend zones will be worth it. You just have a, yeah. you know, a bunch of good guy friends. But look how much game you got, though. <laughs> like, the first yeah. time you put yourself well, out there. You guys like, well, I listen to you guys' podcast all the time, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, because I always, like, because I never dated before. I never had a boyfriend, and I'm always, like, complaining, like, oh, maybe it's how I look. But then I listen to your guys' podcast. I'm like, Becca and Tanya are the most beautiful girls in the world. And they don't even, you know, they have a hard time. So it's not me, you know. (laughs) So sweet. (laughs) It's not you. And it's not anything about that. It's just how we approach situations. And it also just has to do with the right person, like the right person, the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, look at you. Keep going, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Have you gone out with him again? Um, I hope so. I mean, I see him around at work all the time. So hopefully. I mean, we um, bond with our dogs. So. Okay. So do, is, he like, is he someone that you see on a, do you train dogs by any chance? I have a Tanya um, actually, and I have a Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whenever you have questions, just let me know. Oh, oh this is great. Yeah, I'll take you up on this. <laughs> um, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So I noticed because um, I like meet these celebrities all the time and I try to find a guy like that. Is that normal? Like, recently I met Ben Higgins, and he was, like, the sweetest guy ever, and I liked how he acted. And I'm, like, I'm looking for a guy like that, like, you know, that goes to church and, like, yeah, a gentleman. Oh, I think oh, that's I normal. I mean, if you're looking for someone like Ben Higgins, that's definitely, <laughs> like, if that's what you're into, then I say that that would be very normal. Yeah. But if you're looking okay. for someone, like, um, who's someone you don't want to mimic for a relationship <laughs> for a boyfriend. <laughs> I, I can't think, I think of, of anyone. I don't want to call anyone out. Yeah, I'm like, uh, Matt Lauer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want a Matt Lauer. There you go. You know what I do is um, I make vision boards. So if you like yourself a Ben Higgins, I'd say find a little picture of him in a magazine, cut it up, and put it on your vision board. That is so true. Tanya yeah. has – who's on your vision board right now? Tim Tebow and Patrick would... Dempsey. Oh, Patrick yes. Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. We're he, scrubbing uh, in is the Grey's Anatomy right now. Next dreamy. Yeah. Could you imagine a combo? Because of you guys. Oh. Wait, you started watching because of us? Yeah, I tweet you guys all the time. Um, T- Tanya actually tweeted me about uh, Christian music, which I love. Oh, oh, yeah, you're asking for some recommendations. Yes, you guys are awesome. So. <laughs> well, we're so glad we called you. Yeah. I'm you. glad. I'm. Yeah. I'm so excited. I always talk to people at my work about my podcast, and they'll be like, what did Becca and Tanya say today? And we'll have discussions about it. What great advice are they throwing out there for exactly. you? Well, you know no, what they the say. guys get into it, too. Oh. Like, the guys love it. Yay. So well, you guys are a hit. Thank y'all so much for listening. We love it. Those who can't thank date. Thank you. Talk about, it. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. Well, thank Thanks, yeah, Jessica. Thank you. And you guys look gorgeous at the um, fest this weekend. Oh, you're thank so you. oh, We're going to call you every day just for some encouragement. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Put her on our favorites. Call yeah. on. All right. Whenever. Well, have a good one. We can't wait to you hear. Too. We're going to we're gonna get some updates on this uh, yeah, keep, dog okay. walking Keep dropping, the, dropping those handkerchiefs. I will. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was so nice. Yeah, that was so nice. She was really sweet. Yeah. 
I hope you I wanted to date more. I know. I know. We should just like make sure she's going on a date every, every week. Every week check something. in. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to drop her handkerchiefs outside of the workplace, but I'm going to like let that slide. Well, maybe bit. she should be like, hey, let's walk the dogs, but have a picnic. Yeah. Like up the ante next yeah. time. Or like, let's go see a dog movie. <laughs> like the movie. Why don't you come over and we watch I Love Dogs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make us some dinner. I have some candles. Yeah. yeah. Maybe It'll don't be put great. that Handkerchiefs all over the place. <laughs> one for you. I I have to say though, I'm proud for someone who's never been on a date that she made the move like that. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. Like I'm proud of her. Like as she works her confidence up, she'll get out of the workplace. Me but, too. Well, Got to keep it there now. Proud parents. How old was she? We don't know. We'll figure that out next yeah. week. Um, wait, did you just let us know that you love Grey's Anatomy? Uh, it is my guilty pleasure. Oh. I am oh. obsessed with it. The fact that we didn't start with this is like mind-boggling. I'm devastated that it's on hiatus right now. Like, devastated. it hurts my soul. Like, January 18th, like, hello. About? Did you enjoy Okay, first of all, do you feel like this season's lost a little bit of luster that it once had? I do a little bit. I, uh, I, I mean, I love it. I still tune same, into it. I, I still am anxious to get to that episode every week. But something about it doesn't like pull at my heartstrings as much as it has in past seasons. Like, there's past seasons. Most episodes of Grey's Anatomy, I'll shed a little tear at the end of it. Exactly. Whereas for some reason. This season, I don't seem to have that as much. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we have yeah. talked. There's not a lot of romances to be like invested in. Right. The love story's not there. It's they've tried to make it a little more, like, heavy on the comedy side, which isn't really a Grey's thing. And yeah. we're like not like invested in any of them. Like Owen, blah, Amelia, blah, right. Maggie. Blah. <laughs> I could be invested in Meredith and Briggs getting together, but they're like I think now they he's gone. Cut that like off once. Once. yeah. 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 Spoiler alert! <laughs> Anyone who's uh, still watching, yeah, people are still catching up these days. Um, ma'am, we could have really talked about that for a long time. I know, but you know what? We could give her the honors at the end of the show. You're right. Yeah, you we'll give her the that. honors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. You've earned that. <laughs> Excellent. What have I earned? You'll know. Soon. You'll know. Okay. Don't get too excited. Very soon. Um, well, okay. So tell us. Last minute, when does the tour start? Yeah, if people want to watch you, where can they buy tickets? Where can they go? So the very first show of the tour is going to be the 30th of December, right before New Year's Eve. It is going to be amazing. We have both Frankie Muniz and Jordan Fisher on tour with us. It is the first time we'll really have two celebrities with us for the whole tour, and they're so so freaking awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, they were just so good the whole season. So they're going to be great. We have an awesome cast with us too. Uh, and you know what? Every tour that we've done gets better and better. The set gets better. The music gets better. The creativity. I mean, everything is just going to be epic. And from what I hear, it's going to be, again, better than the rest. Uh, everybody can buy tickets at dwtstour.com. Um, they can also go to my website, shanaburgess.com, and I have links to all the cities and stuff there. I will be at every show. I'm not scheduled to miss any of them. I know a lot of people have been asking. So I'm really excited uh, there's meet and greet tickets as well, which mm, is a really cool way fun. to get to meet some of us. Yeah, um, and you guys want to meet her because she's awesome. I know. <laughs> I love you guys. She's best. Uh, but yeah, do it. Buy your tickets and come out and see us and come hang and uh, get in out of that cold over winter and have a good time for a couple hours. Yeah. So fun. So fun. I didn't realize y'all were starting so soon. Soon. Like I start rehearsals in a week. 
Wow. Yeah. We should go to the L.A. show. When I was going to say, when is that? The L.A. show is our very last show, of and I course. believe it is at the end of March. Okay. March 18th. March 18th. There we go. No, Mark is Thank still you. on top of it. <laughs> totally. Um, next week, we are going to go, we're going to do some more Ask a Guy uh, questions because we didn't do that today. And I don't know if you remember, but we had a wager last week and you lost the bet and we didn't get around to that oh, today. Shoot. So We're going to have to put that off another week. It's fine. I got some really good recommendations. That's fine. You have another week to get some more. Yeah. I need to know what this is about. Yeah. I'm going to have to tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just knock on the door and be like, I'm back. <laughs> Are we doing it again? <laughs> sure. Come on I need in. to know the thing. Tell me the thing. <laughs> You'll know the thing. It'll be something we talk about. Yeah. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or ideas, you can email us at scrubbingin at iheartmedia.com. Yes. We get some really good emails, by the way. Really great emails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so we should just set it up for Sharna at the end of every episode. At the end of every <laughs> episode? Yeah. Episode of our podcast yeah. we call Time of Death, a la Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So, like, whenever we finish, like the end of the podcast. Yeah. Ah, do I have to do anything leading up or just say Time of Death is? It's Time, time of, of Death. death. Yeah. yeah. But there's a little, there's something we're going to intro you. Do we have that? Oh. Time of Death? Time of Death, 1 38 p.m. Isn't that so good? <laughs> I love Wait, that, that was so fun. Uh, thank you, guys. Oh.